So what was that thing Zach was talking about with the fashion illustrator? One of the artists that he is friends with, I'm not sure. Is that, is, are they oh, a no, that was a that was a gallery in New York called Rena Spaulings. Which you is went kind there. Of, I've been there and like Zach, it's a very influential gallery I think for some of the artists but in a way that they're sort of so influenced by it that they also are like want to distance themselves from it. Like a no well. curator model. Well, Rena Spaulings is like a fictional curator gallerist that's created by a community of artists that also has a sort of fictional life as well. So the idea is also to sort of... Do they dress up as her? I think maybe at some points they would have gotten... And it's in Chinatown. Yeah, in like Lower East Side Manhattan. Yeah, not the Queen's Chinatown. Tom's Tips. Tips. I mean, it's like it's So yeah. that, that wasn't, that was not a show, not a collection of artists represented by a gallery, but more for people who are friends. Yeah, but at the same time, it spoke to each. But it's also a, a gallery that's the first show of a, of a new artist-run space, and the gallery represents, I think, five or six artists who are all probably friends and and work together, including the people that are sort of like running, maintaining and administering the gallery space as well, which is predominantly Zach, Segbez, and, and Callum Lockie, who both had work in that first show. Yeah. Callum's worked with the video, with the Oasis and Coldplay tracks and the Howard Archley painting in the lawyer's office. His dad's, yeah, as we learned yeah. from Zach. Um, and then opposite that work was Zach's painting with the featuring a poem and the portrait of Callum, Callum Lockie. Yeah, and also a depiction of the gallery building facade. It was the gallery building facade. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of gridded diptych. Yeah. Like two panels next to it. Kind of beautiful, focused, reflective, shimmering oil. I mean, was it all acrylics? All spray? I think. Or did, no, there was other. We've got the. The one pager here. Yeah. Acrylic and airbrush, and it was gridded, so it was probably projected and. Although I think that I know that Zach uses that gridded aspect as a bit of a ruse. Like he'll paint the grids and then just free draw the images or, or, or do it or like project the images onto the canvas so you don't need the yeah. grid anyway or something. A grid has never looked so good to me as it did just then. It was so beautiful in that art deco light industrial factory to see. And the windows how there was the the nice interplay and the type the typesetting was the font was like a a typesetting from yeah. a typewriter. 
Yeah, and I think this hand painted like probably from a projector just traced onto the yeah. canvas as well. What did you think of the text though? Yeah, I was wondering where what was reference, what was quotes, what was um, like a caption. Um, it was it was great to have Zach there, and you know he offered some nice um, uh, yeah captions, I guess, or biographical information or the experiencer. Do you remember what that was about? Uh, yeah, show at this gallery in that Chinatown. Was a yeah, I can't remember the name of the artist, but this show was about this kind of anti-relational aesthetics kind of gesture by an artist who made a sort of bureaucratic space that was so sort of with margaritas in a in bins, margarita glasses in a bin. Yeah, that it wouldn't even be kind of worthwhile even going to experience the show, which is called experience or experience. I don't know, that sort of deep cynicism aspect to contemporary art and especially like painting uh, and like expanded painting kind of practices is sort of, I like it, but I also feel like if it's just cynicism then it's kind of like painting being annoyed at the status that it kind of finds itself in right now. And I don't really have much sympathy for that. I'm like, I don't care whether painting is good or bad or something. I just want to like see something interesting. Yeah, and the the answer to that, like on this um, one page, it can be the last line is they're committed, but they also want to have a good time and enjoy themselves, and I can respect that. <laughs> That's the answer. But uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's cynical because it's no. I don't know. It's it's tr it's like. Uh, Something else um, in the video in the video that I heard it looked like it was a panel discussion and you'd heard of two of the artists. Oh, Jordan Wolfson. Which one was that? The Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, one? yeah, that's what I was thinking as is well. That, yeah. I thought it was him. At and first. also Jordan Wolfson, whose work at the Biennale is a virtual reality. Is that the guy who was talking with the blonde yeah. tips? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this work at the Biennale sounds like some kind of extreme endpoint end game for a weird trajectory of American art practices since say Coons. It's the VR where you watch someone getting beaten and you can't do it. By anything. the artist, yeah. While, oh, so while it's an avatar of Jonas beating someone no, to death. No, not of Jonas, of Jordan. Of Jordan. Yeah, but Jordan who looks like Giannis. Oh, uh, Milo Giannis. So yeah. Jordan is the artist. And he is in avatar form beating someone to someone death to with death a baseball bat while you, while you watch. Yeah, and because you're in a virtual reality space, you can't really intervene in any way. You're just an, a, wit a witness. It's not with the HTC Vive. Yeah. Where you wear little gloves and you can pick things up. You can't paint it over. You can't paint over it. Yeah. Uh, but he said there's that also this element to that work where the artist is whispering in Hebrew throughout the whole time as well, which I don't really know which what work? that was in that VR work with the, someone getting <laughs> beaten to death. So I don't know how that relates to the I don't know, commentary that the artist is making. I don't know what the words are or what he's, what he's saying in particular, but it seems like deliberately provocative to the point of scandal and therefore good and that was in advertising. Venice. 
No, the Whitney Biennale. Oh, Whitney's at, in, Biennale. Yeah, it's just open recently in a, in the new space in like the west west side of the yeah. lower Manhattan. It's a whole new building, isn't it? Near Greenwich Village, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. a new fancy building. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Jordan says, what's the last name of this artist? Wilson. Jordan Wilson. One of the things he said is materiality is the beginning of the struggle. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's a kind of Zen, Zen sounding proposition, isn't it? Yeah, but wasn't he also talking about materiality and image and when you're only left with materiality, it's like a universal indifference or something and then indifference yeah. is the beginning of the struggle. That's what he said. How yeah. do you remember that? Because oh, I was thinking about it. I was like, what the fuck is that But you mean? were carrying on a conversation with Zach at the same time. No, because it played about five times. I got it's it, quite yeah. Truman Capote-esque. You, you must have good ears. All that shoegaze hasn't, hasn't done you any disservice. Well, it's how you hone your skills. Yeah, listening to Gabe listen, six amps. Listening through the through the mess. Yeah. Listening through the reverb echo chamber that is our, our musical lives. That is, what is this? An iconic... You're walking down the street and you're drowning in the semiotic filth and it's happening all over again. It's happening all over you. All over again. <laughs> all over. Well, there was the sexual element to this. There was the love heart and the. What did the you think of the the paintings on the like the window paintings? With, I liked you know, how the, they all worked with each other. I thought it was a great. That's Catherine Bodden's work, and it included that quote about not getting into masters of art, failing your MA, and then the other one was double-edged sword of right. inspiration. Actually, that's what I'm getting. I was going to mention that I know that Catherine. I don't know her personally very well, but. I know that she's applied for art school a few times and, and her, she, she's been rejected from, or her um, proposal or her project's been declined a number of times. Yeah, right. But many people think she's a way better artist than most people at art school as well. So Do, it kind of is like indicative of like the state of at least Melbourne's Are all the other three art artists program. represented in that show? graduates of VCA. I know Zach is. I don't know, maybe Callum is as well, I'm not sure. And then would you say Evelyn Poggioli. I think she I think I saw her work in the VCA like graduate exhibition last year. The Love Heart painting yeah. with the Do you white. think most people running like kind of spaces like this and working in this kind of way is are graduates of VCA? Maybe not just VCA, but definitely graduates of VCA uh, or RMIT or um, I don't know. Maybe when there was like Melbourne Fine Arts Department, Melbourne University, or yeah. I mean, it's it's the truth. I think not very many people that Tom's tips are running galleries haven't been to art school. Right? Not that I know of, anyway. Probably the same in the jazz scene in Melbourne. Do you reckon there's an alternative art scene happening where they're all, um, like, 
indie musicians like you yeah. and me. But I just often think that a lot of that art that I, well, not that I know much about it, but I think a lot of that art would be shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's simply the case that, that you, you learn. Do you think the Catherine Botton's um, paintings on the windows were referencing shit gallery spaces? Like, you know, the bank, how it's just oh. shit art? I mean, I like some of Liam's paintings, but you know, just that, like, it's not about a show that's intellectually engaged with the art historical tradition or yeah. an international style or, you know, not to diminish the work as part of a, but it is, it's about referencing other things too. Isaac Genskin, was that a reference to book, Benjamin Buchholzer? Yeah. I don't even know who that is, but yeah. you know, there's, but then there's this alternate universe. Yeah, completely. But uh, I love that the, the community of practice feeling where people are talking to each other and but that, that's where I feel like the kind of amateur paintings aspect is kind of like it's so deliberate and maybe it is so deliberately re like referencing kind of unacademic painting that it's cynical in the sense that it's, it's, it's a deliberate mounting of a style that's not a style that's meant to kind of bury the intention of what the What did David... Rathbone say about uh, cynicism in the Nietzsche subject. Is he cynical? Is he a cynical man? Your favorite philosophy professor? Well, I think I feel like there's that aspect to which cynicism has become a pejorative term for a kind of like a nihilism that masks privilege. But I think in the way that Nietzsche and cynicism perhaps would work and especially cynicism in the kind of, uh, in relation to the Stoics or like ancient Greek philosophy, philosophical traditions, Hellenistic philosophy, is that there's this outsider position which can call any side of sort of like socially conscious or deliberately kind of positive out for its intention as like a self-aggrandizing gesture by someone essentially trying to put their name forward ultimately which is a pretty hard Tom's tips Uh, it's very different to the Asian nation.